Hi there, business owner. Do you want a better understanding of business finance, what your numbers actually mean, and stories of the highs and lows of business where I'll be sharing my tips and tricks every week? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 3Bs Podcast with Stephanie. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3Bs Podcast. How are you all doing? As part of this mini series in January, all about tax returns within the wider library of the 3Bs podcast episodes, this week I want to talk to you about the expenses that cannot be claimed on a tax return. Yep, that's right. There is plenty of things that are not allowable. And if you are completing your own self-assessment, we're mid-January now and it's not yet done. These are the things you need to look out for that cannot be claimed and are disallowable for your tax return. Now, I caveat this because uh, it depending on what type of business you have, the allowable expenses will vary from business to business. I know I've said this before, and the thing is, is your tax situation and your business's situation is unique to you and the business itself. So if you are a baker, for example, you will quite often be buying flour, butter, chocolate, eggs, those types of things as ingredients to bake the cakes or whatever it is that you bake. However, if you are a mechanic that works in a garage or a mortgage advisor, you're not going to be buying butter, flour, eggs. So those would not be allowable because they are not to be used in your line of work. So I can't give you a a standardised list of these things you cannot include. But depending on the type of business you have, I'm going to explain a few of the things that people often try to include in their tax return that are not allowable, that we often have to disallow in the practice and explain to clients why they cannot have those as allowable deductions on their tax return. So I hope you find this useful. On with the episode. So the first thing that, sorry women, it's mainly you ladies, that try to do this is makeup, hair, nails, tanning, anything along those lines because you have to be presentable for business. Now, the reason that cannot be allowed in most tax returns, there is some exceptions that always is to the rule, is because it is not wholly and exclusively for business use. So the HMRC often use wholly and exclusively for business use as a method to measure by whether a bit, uh, an expense is an allowable legitimate business expense or not. So if you are getting your nails done for a hand modelling commercial where they're going to be removed straight after the job, then absolutely that would then be a, an allowable business expense. But to look presentable, to, to look business-like, anything along those lines, any sort of uh, makeup, beauty treatments, hair, is generally not allowable for business owners to claim on their self-assessment tax return. The same applies for limited company expenses. So if you're having your makeup done for a photo shoot, again, it's a very grey area and you're always best to check with your accountant or bookkeeper to see if it's an allowable expense for your particular unique situation. following on from that something that we come across time and time again is the workwear or uniform aspect of buying business clothes as a sole trader if you are a 
person who is a mechanic who works under cars all days, then of course, overall or protective equipment is absolutely allowable to reclaim on your tax return. Regarding uniform, if it's logoed, there is different bits of legislation, different parts of um, the guidance HMRC provide, in which in certain situations, uniform is allowable, such as when it has a logo on it. What I often see um, people trying to do is to claim for suits or evening wear when they don't work in that sort of environment, or they'll say that you have an award ceremony. So they've gone out and bought a new dress or a new suit or some new shoes specifically for that award ceremony. However, because those shoes and that dress can potentially be used outside of a business environment, so if it's not solely for the business, it's not only kept for business use, and the option is there for you to wear it outside of business to any other event or gathering, then it's not allowable for tax purposes. And another one that I often see uh, when people come to me and give me their expenses or their accounts for their tax return each year is people who have a car or van that they use for business use. Now, first and foremost, you will need to check with your insurance that that includes business and that when you are using it for business that you are insured correctly. You will also need to know what percentage of that insurance is business as opposed to personal because that percentage of your premium will be deductible but not the entire thing. You will also need to check when it comes to insurance when yours is due for renewal and how that falls within the tax year and will we need to be pro rata down to ensure that only the correct part of the cost that was incurred in that financial year is what is being claimed as deductible. And when you are have lease or hiring purchase agreements you will need to ensure that if you are a limited company and you're claiming them, that they're in the company name. You will also need to demonstrate and provide a percentage use for that as well. Basically, any item that you are looking to reclaim that's not 100% business use, not holding exclusively for business, certain elements of your expenses, such as car hire, can be claimed on a percentage basis. I think it's really important to keep a track of your miles. So you have two options when you are claiming for transport or your vehicles to business use. Mileage to and from, if you have a singular point of work, does not count. So if you have an office that you go to every single day, those miles from your home or wherever you're going to to your office is not reclaimable on your tax return. However, if you are going from home to the office and then go from the office out onto different sites, those mileages are claimable on your tax return. Now, it's important to note that if you have a van, it is classed as a commercial vehicle, and those rules are very separate, separate if you're using a car, whether it be a large car or a smaller car. The rules are also different depending on whether you have an electric, a fossil fuel, petrol or diesel, or a hybrid vehicle. So again, you either need to go to gov.uk and understand the legislation and the guidance yourself, or speak to a qualified expert. I will say that the whole way through this episode because I think it's really important that you seek the expertise to ensure that one, you're claiming it correctly, two, you are actually taking advantage of all the allowances and reliefs that are available to you, and three, that peace of mind, the amount of clients that don't fully understand what a tax return is or why they need to submit one, and it's easy to make a mistake if you don't fully understand each individual part of a tax return, there's so many boxes, there's so many different pages, it's so easy to miss something. 
I do definitely recommend going and speaking to an expert. As I said, there's two ways of claiming for your travel and it's important to know that you need to choose one or the other. You can't do both. A lot of the time, people will give me their fuel receipts and then they'll give me their mileage and expect both to be deductible. And you can either use the actual costs of the business uh, to the business for the vehicle. If it's a shared vehicle like a car, you would need to know the percentage of the business use for the insurance, the servicing, any repairs. Um, and the fuel. If you use simplified expenses, you have your mileage that you will need to, to keep a note of, keep a log of, and you can claim 45 pence per mile up to the first 10,000 miles in a year, and then the rate goes down after that. If you use a bicycle or a motorbike, the rates are slightly different, but again, it can also be claimed using a bicycle is obviously much harder to track unless you've got a pedometer or some way of being able to track your mileage that way. Um, but there is two different options there and you can't do both. You need to pick one or the other. And finally, one of the other things we see really commonly is people who work from home. Um, we have the simplified expenses similar to what we do with the mileage where you can claim up to £26 per month for use of home allowance, depending on how many hours you are working from home. It's much easier to do than work out the actual costs. It's very similar to with the vehicle. The other option is that we take the actual cost of your gas and your electric and divide it by the number of rooms in the house and by the amount of hours that you're using them. And it can be calculated that way. But it's down to you to choose either or. And what a lot of my clients do is for the first year that we do their tax return for them, we work out the difference. We actually calculate how much the actual cost will be based on the current actual costs versus the simplified expenses. And we make a decision based on that year. And then going forwards, we use the same method. You must apply the same method year on year. It's not good to keep swapping and changing. It's confusing and the HMRC will much prefer you to pick a method and stick to a method so that it's easier to understand where the figures are coming from and the HMRC then know that you are not duplicating or crossing over tax years and potentially claiming the deduction twice in effect. And while that is just some of the non-allowable tax deductions that we see in practice that people try to claim on their self-assessment tax returns. That does bring me to the end of another episode of the Three Bs podcast. I really hope that's been useful and informative for you. If you do have any questions or are looking for more support with your finances uh, in your business, the client books are now open at ABCS UK for February and March 2024 onboarding. So if it is something you've been thinking about, do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. We would love to see if you're a good fit for us and if we're the best fit for you. If not, we are more than happy to tell you uh, to find somebody else or help you find a more suitable solution. You can get in touch with us on the website at www.abcsuk.com forward slash contact us or you can get in touch on any of our social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Oh, of course, you can get in touch with me as well. I would love to speak to you all. I will see you next week for the last in my mini January four-part series all about tax returns. See you next week.
And that brings us to the end of another week of the Three Bs podcast with Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it so that I can reach more business owners and help them build better businesses. See you next week for the next episode.